0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon J.J. Stiano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. Hello uh got uh, quite a few questions here tonight so um back home safely i hope everyone's home safe and not out in the weather although um hopefully it's going to start to thaw soon because it's been really icy today and uh quite treacherous and not very nice being out if you ask me um but um still uh back home now and uh got some questions that we will go over right here and now. Um, so there's some questions that I've already got and as ever if anyone's got any questions they can ask directly and if you have asked questions in the week then hopefully I've made a note of them and we'll go over them. Um so I've got to look over here what the questions are. So uh how yeah how how long after breast implant surgery can you fly? Did we not do that last week? I don't know if we did that last week. Anyway, um, I shall answer it because it's been asked again. Um, uh, again, I'll open it up to all sorts of surgery because often people want to ask about how, when you can fly after surgery. There's a particular question but yeah we did answer this last last week actually didn't i because anyway there's a particular thing about breast implants that people worry about breast implants exploding and things but uh anyway the bottom line is i would say there's no limit on it they're not going to explode they're not going to get damaged because the pressure of the cabin is pressurized and if they did you under enough pressure to damage the implant it would damage your body more Um, but uh, you are a bit uncomfortable and you do worry about infection and things like that so if you're going abroad it's better to be clear for infection so you want to wait a couple of weeks to get your wound healed and you will be as sore for about four to six weeks so I normally say a couple of months if you're going on holiday and things like that leave it a couple of months after having surgery before you fly you could potentially fly sooner than that but you might feel a bit uncomfortable so that's the um, advice is a couple of months usually Um, silicone patches after tattoo removal surgery i don't think it's specific to that but this is a tattoo removal surgery because this patient has got quite thickened red scar Only one area because the scar was really tight it was here and the scar was really tight in that area and when you close scars under tension you do get uh, what's called hypertrophic scars or red and raised scars and they can be quite hypertrophic hypertrophic scars are usually self-limiting they usually um, get better after about 18 months they can take you know that long to get better uh and silicone dressings can help with that massage and moisturizing can help with that but also silicone dressings can help silicone dressings come either as a sheet uh, which is probably the best type but it can be difficult because it can fall off and things it's all right if it's on your breast because you can hold it on with your bra but um on your wrist probably a little bit more difficult to hold the sheets on so it also comes as a gel and uh, that might be a bit better you can't do silicone dressings and moisturizing and massage because if you moisturize and massage it you'll rub the silicone dressing off so you do either or if you're going to use silicone um the doge hope that 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 uh, stays away if you do use silicone um you have to put it on for 23 hours a day so obviously to wash and shower but you have to have it on all the time and it can help with these lumpy red scars give it a try uh, there are other things we can do, things like steroid injections and what have you. But we usually wait for the scar to get as good as it's going to get on its own before doing that, because there are potential complications when you start injecting silicone, in, uh, steroid in. Um, but uh, yeah, silicone dressings can help with uh, ray- raised red scars. They're not so good on normal scars. I think a lot of people use them for all scars, but it's not so much evidence for it on a normal scar. But it is good for the red raised scars. Um, surgery BMI over 30, uh, yeah this patient has contacted us because, uh, and I do do surgery with a BMI over 30, 30 is an arbitrary cutoff I have for surgery because most of the studies have said that if your BMI is above 30, BMI being your body mass index which is your weight in kilos divided by your height in metres squared, kilograms per metre squared and if your bmi is above 30 then you've got a higher rate of complications and if it's below 30 but it's not it's not written in stone i think when you go for surgery on the nhs they do have quite strict criteria with the bmi because they have to ration things a bit more than the private sector but nevertheless i think it is reasonable to to um to have a cut off or 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 a setting of bmi because you are going to have a better result if your bmi can be lower but I always say that also you've got to be comfortable with your weight. So even if your BMI is below 30, but you want to lose weight, then you should lose weight first. Oh, I'm going to come to that in a minute, actually. Uh, but um, but it's not written in stone of BMI 30. This patient who contacted us, I think it was over 40. So as I say, I do operate on people who have BMI over 30, but I think over 40 is just too much. And I think you're going to have a really high rate rate of complications. In fact, I would say that you will get a complication I think if you do a surgery over 40 you're going to get a complication whether it be wound healing problem chest infection DVT um, so it's probably better not to have surgery at that sort of level of BMI but I would do it at a BMI above 30 the other thing is relative so sometimes people have had a BMI of you know 40 50 you know and, 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 uh, and they dropped it down to 35 and you know so that is you know when they've dropped it that far it's not realistic for some people to get to 30 um, but, um, but as a rule, the lower you can get it, the better, and I think um, above 40s is, is a bit too high, actually, because um, I think this was, I can't remember what it was now, whether it was a breast reduction or a tummy tuck or something like that. In fact, it actually was breast implants, wasn't it? Yeah, which is very unusual for someone with BMI very high to be asking for breast implants. There's another unusual thing. I don't know if it was a typo, because it was usually be a breast reduction rather than implants, because usually people who've got very high BMI don't want uh, implants, but um, who knows, maybe it was, was that. Um... Uh, what was the next one we've got quite a lot here haven't we So, oh yeah hi, I've just written how to prepare for breast reduction surgery because we've got a few questions here from a patient who is um, considering or, or booked in for breast reduction and there's a few questions here which I thought I would um, go through uh, how do I prepare for the operation uh, and the answer to that is I think there's no specifics I think a lot of surgeons worry about certain Herbal um, medications. I think some herbal medications can cause bleeding, and they worry about those sorts of things. I don't have any specific um, guidance for patients uh, with regards to supplements that they may be taking. Um, I haven't. I think what happens is if if a surgeon has a bad experience with with someone, and they think, "Oh, that was due to the St. John's wort or something like that," then they blame it on that, and then they tell everyone not to have it. But I, I don't have any specific uh i was about to say pacific then specific um requirements for that so i I don't have anything that you need to prepare specifically there is certain medication that i worry about things like um steroids they do reduce wound healing but often people can't take steroids and it's not good uh, can't stop steroids sorry and it's not good to stop steroids so you have to have a discussion if you're on steroids the other thing is things like warfarin which is a blood thinner, if you had a blood clot, that does increase the risk of bleeding, and so we'd have to talk about stopping that, but again, you have to be careful about stopping it, you might have to have something else instead. So those are the only medications that I worry about. Any other medication I would say carry on normally, if you're diabetic or heart problems, just take your medication as normal. uh, but obviously talk to us if you're, if you're particularly worried. But uh, yeah, no yeah, foods, medicine, vitamin tablets I should take to help with the healing process. No, I would say um, a good diet. You don't particularly need any vitamin supplements. It's a good diet, but it's good to have a good healthy diet, particularly after surgery because there's a lot of um, healing to be done. And so you need to get you be well nourished and uh, so a good diet is important plenty of fresh fruit and veg plenty of water you need to keep yourself regular the painkillers can cause constipation which can cause problems so um, you need to make sure you're eating and drinking plenty Um, and the other thing is a positive mindset i do think that is important i think it's important to go through all the bad things that can happen when we talk in the clinic and we will talk about the complications the limitations of surgery what can and can't be achieved what you can what the scars look like and i think it's important to be aware of all the bad things that can happen but if you are going to go ahead with surgery once you've made a balanced judgment on to whether you're going to have surgery or not i think it's really important to try and stay positive and to focus on the positives rather than focusing too much on the negatives Um, i'm always happy to talk about the complications but i don't think it's healthy to sort of ruminate about it all too much particularly if you're going to have surgery if you, you know you're thinking surgery is something that you would like you know you need to try and focus on the benefits rather than the the risks although you need to be aware of both so, but I think a positive mindset in my experience is very helpful and I think patients with a positive mindset do do better but there's maybe that's not very um, scientific thing to say or very you know but based in evidence but I think it is it is good and helpful. Uh, do I need to go for any tests like a mammogram or a scan before the operation? Will I have a checkup before the operation? So I don't routinely mammogram patients prior to breast reduction. If you're of, of an age where you're having routine mammograms, then that's absolutely fine. But if you're not, then you don't need to have a mammogram pre-surgery. You will have a pre-admission uh, um, at the hospital prior to the operation but that will be mainly looking at general things for your anesthetic so looking at blood tests and looking at medical history rather than anything specific for the uh, breast reduction surgery they will um whether you need mammograms after i've written my answers that i've written to them as well yeah that whether you need mammograms after the surgery then that is fine, you can still have mammograms after having breast um, reduction surgery or breast augmentation surgery. It is useful to tell them that you've had surgery because they might see, see the scarring and what have you, which uh, if they know you've had surgery they can delineate it to be scarring rather than anything like a suspicious area um, because you get calcification and things which could be due to scarring rather than anything that they'd worry about. So it's important to tell them that you've, got, uh, that you've had surgery but there's actually no problem with having a scan after having surgery um the other thing is oh yes we always routinely send your tissue away for histology when we do a breast reduction it's part of the part; it's a routine to send the histology to send the tissue for histology to check there's nothing to worry about in the tissue so that is a routine part of it um but yes so you'll have a general checkup but no particular scans how do i sleep how long do i have to sleep on my back can i sleep on my side i have a lot of people asking when can i stop sleeping on my back and i don't know who's telling people to sleep on their back but it's not me um I can understand why people are told to sleep on their back after surgery, particularly breast surgery, because they're swelling and sleeping on your back. Certainly sleeping up will help with gravity to uh, help the um, help with the swelling so i can understand that but you don't necessarily have to sleep on your back you can sleep on your side when you have a breast reduction you have lots of tapes on which sort of support your breast we give you a bra as well which was you can wear as well as the tapes if you want you don't have to but it just gives a bit of extra support and i think it is good to have a bit of support when you're sleeping obviously it's uncomfortable to sleep on your front even if i said that you could sleep on your front you probably wouldn't want to sleep on your front so uh, but sleeping on your fine side is fine but you might find it uncomfortable to sleep on your side. So i mean basically do what's comfortable so if it's uncomfortable sleeping on the side don't do it but if you want to sleep on your side that's fine and if you find it uncomfortable sleeping on your back just sleep on your side i think it's really important to sleep i think sleep you know sleep deprivation is a form of torture it's really important to get a good night's sleep so do what is comfortable um you know if if you find that they swell massively overnight then you might next night want to sit up with a bit and have some pillows but you know swelling is not a significant thing after a breast reduction it is swollen but i don't think you get significant swelling sort of afterwards due to sleeping and what have you so i i don't make a thing about sleeping on your back i just say sleep how you're comfortable which is usually on your side or your back um so yeah what should i do to prevent any infection uh good question um again positive mindset healthy eating uh keep yourself well nourished there's a lot of wounds to heal so you have to eat more than you would normally um don't smoke under this patient doesn't smoke but smoking is bad news that's my blog post blog post for next week um um, did it did it on on, i always write them on monday to publish the following monday although been a bit uh been out of sleep the last couple of weeks but anyway don't smoke in fact if you smoke don't have surgery don't have a breast reduction it would be my advice to you if you can't stop smoking um not that i've got any problem with smokers but it's just that it's just not good for the healing of the skin uh it's really bad so uh it's it's, you know so that's a good thing to prevent infection don't smoke uh but if you um, don't smoke anyway then carry on not smoking um so yeah so prevent infection that's it really uh you the, the dressings will be on for a week after a week we we'll just get you dressed to get you what in the shower you can wash normally a lot of people think oh god can't you know can't get them wet can't get my wounds wet it's a bit old-fashioned this can't get your wounds wet thing you can't get them wounds wet when you start have it done because the tapes are all on there and you don't want to get them wet but once the tapes are off you can get them wet you can wash and what have you and, and shower and let the water run just, don't get they get sort of soap and there's things on them although you can wash your hair and stuff but uh, you know you can get infection after surgery, but having showers and getting the wounds wet is not going to make increase your risk of getting infected. But we have to do is get it nice and dry, dab it dry or hair dry it dry. You don't want to leave it wet. Similarly, if you have dressings and you do get them wet, give us a ring because we might need to change them. You don't want us to stay with wet dressings on because that might you know make it um, more risk of getting infections and the wound not healing up nicely because it could get macerated if the, if you have wet dressings on. But um, but actually. Um, having the dressings only on for a week is not going to increase your risk of infection having the you know the wounds sort of exposed after a week because the skin's usually pretty well healed after about four days sometimes it takes a little bit longer to that t-junction but i usually just give you a bit of gauze for that um how long oh there you go how long after the operation can have a bath a stroke shower well there you go um when you first have it done there's quite a lot of here. When, when you first have it done, you will have these tapes on, so you can sit in a shallow bath, but you can't get those tapes wet, so you can't get it in a shower. So you have to be a, be a bit careful when you first have it done, because those tapes, you can get them sort of splash wet, but you can't really get them soaked, because say, then you'll get, you have to give us a ring, because you, know, you might need to have them changed. So when you first have it done, you have to sit in a, sh- uh, a shallow bath, but you can't have a shower. After the first week, we take all those dressings off, and you don't need a dressing after that, then you can bath and shower normally. So you can shower normally, and what have you after the first week. This is for a breast reduction, um, so um, that's that one. And what? When can I start exercising after the operation? Uh, it's a bit like what was the other one? Was it the driving or plane? anyway it's a bit like some other question that i can't remember which was earlier on which is just the sleeping sleeping that was it sleeping a bit like sleeping see how you feel uh what was the question exercising you probably won't feel like exercising the first week you probably won't feel like exercising the second week to be honest with you after the second week i think people normally feel a little bit better start to feel a bit normal start to get you know the anesthetic's still there but you're still like feeling a bit better about things and you can start gentle things i mean so walking or what have you doing straight away but with regards to sort of exercising like gym activities i would say after two weeks you can start the stepper you can start the exercise bike but start gently and see how you go uh and uh, gradually build up nothing too heavy with your upper body for about a month to six weeks just because you're going to make it swell because you know if you do like you know weights and things like that so four to six weeks for anything too heavy but two weeks you'd be doing gentle lower body stuff like the bike and the stepper but don't not too much with that with the stepper just your legs um Regarding weight loss, if I lose more weight after the operation and my breasts go smaller, will I have loose skin around my breasts? Um, yes, that is the that is the problem because if you, you don't really want to lose weight, in fact, you don't want to change your weight. I know that's a bit, uh, uh, what's the word, um, a bit hopeful to say don't change your weight uh, after surgery because weight changes, goes up and down. But ideally, you don't want to have a significant change in your weight after surgery you uh, want to have a stable weight after surgery uh, any b- body contouring surgery because if you change your weight after surgery the result can change and it's partic- particularly the breast reduction if you do want to lose weight and i understand a lot of people say i can't lose weight because i've got enormous uh, weight in on my chest which i can't exercise because it's very uncomfortable to exercise and i will lose weight once i've had the breast reduction i understand that 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 concept. But the problem with that is if you lose weight after surgery, first of all, it's an unpredictable effect on your breast. So your breast might get smaller. So they might be too small then. Uh, a lot of people say, I don't care when well, I'm already small. So that's not a problem. But the other thing you can do is when you lose weight, you lose the fat in the breast, but you don't lose skin. So the breast can droop. Part of a breast reduction is to lift the breast. So you close the skin really tightly. That's why you sometimes get wound problems when you break down because the skin is closed tightly. Because part of the surgery is, is a lift, a lift is actually an integral part of the reduction a lot of people say can i have a lift and a reduction and you're like well the same thing so um that is part of the surgery but if you close the skin really tightly and then you went and lose weight afterwards and you lose volume in your breath not only would they get smaller but they might droop a bit so the shape might not be so good so yeah that is another reason to lose the weight first as well as the bmi thing that i said earlier about complications and what have you so yeah to lose your weight first is the answer if you can if you can um regardless of bmi um so we're on the last one will scar removal cream be provided to me um no um i don't provide scar removal cream it's an it's a, because i don't think there's any particularly good scar removal cream uh i just usually say um thinking about getting creams and things in the clinic though we have been thinking about that but um anyway we don't at the moment um, the main thing for me, I normally advise people to just moisturise and massage. I leave it for a month before putting any cream on at all. So after a month, then you can start massaging with cream. Um, but I normally say bio oil, Nivea E45, aloe vera, um, you know, any sort of any sort of moisturiser cream, cream. The ones that I was talking about earlier, the silicone ones like Kilo coat Seeker Care, Silgel. Gel. Um, these are all the silica dermatics these are all the um, silicone ones they're only really for red raised lumpy scars which is only a small subset really not many people get those scars so uh, for normal scars it's just massaging with normal moisturizer cream if you use a normal moisturizer then you can use that and um, but i wait a month after surgery and i don't provide that cream so it's just any sort of cream that you've got that you normally use to moisturize whoa i think we've done post-op breast reduction there that's uh that was a good set of questions thank you for those questions that was excellent um i don't know if you can hear the increasing sounds in the background but i hope you can't uh so it gets i'm i'm, I'm sensing dinner's nearly ready so i am i'm, I'm getting that feeling so i'm going to check myself out of here before i get uh um rudely interrupted by a family member and i'm going to preempt the dinner and i'm going to get myself in there and uh, lay the table so um, thanks for uh, joining i hope there has been something of interest in that that was a good one i enjoyed that that was a good good bit of questioning going on in the last week so if you've got any questions fire away get them in and we'll do it next week we'll do a bit of oh crikey i tell you what we've got christmas coming what is it 12 we're still good next week We're still good next week. Week after? Hmm, Not so sure. But um what's that gonna be Christmas? I'm gonna say definitely not over whatever the week after is because that's Christmas time. No one wants that then, do they? But next week I'm gonna be um definitely interested in doing this next week. And so I will see you there next week. And uh and a bit list next week actually, so I might be a bit late. But anyway, see you next week at some point. Uh, and I'm going to check myself out of here and go and do my um, family duties speak to you next week and Merry Christmas if I don't see you next week but if I do see you next week I'll do that again Merry Christmas then Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at uk using the hashtag askjj We'd love to hear from you